Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey, reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1268. Today, I felt more ill, but Jesus has given me many more opportunities on this day to practice virtue. It so happened that I was busier than usual, and the sister in charge of the kitchen made it clear to me how irritated she was that I had come late for dinner, although it was quite impossible for me to have come sooner. At any rate, I felt so unwell that I had to ask Mother Superior to allow me to lie down. I went to ask Sister N to take my place, and again I got a scolding. What is this, Sister? You're so exhausted that you're going to bed again? Confound you with all this lying in bed. I put up with all that, but that wasn't the end. I still had to ask the sister who was in charge of the sick to bring me my meal. When I told her this, she burst out of the chapel into the corridor after me to give me a piece of her mind. Why on earth are you going to bed, sister, etc.? I asked her not to bother bringing me anything. I am writing all this very briefly because it is not my intention to write about such things, and I am doing so merely to dissuade souls from treating others in this way, for this is displeasing to the Lord. In a suffering soul, we should see Jesus crucified and not a loafer or burden on the community. A soul who suffers with submission to the will of God draws down more blessings on the whole convent than all the working sisters. Poor indeed is a convent where there are no sick sisters. God often grants many and great graces out of regard for the souls who are suffering, and he withholds many punishments solely because of the suffering souls. O my Jesus, when shall we look upon souls with higher motives in mind? When will our judgments be true? You give us occasions to practice deeds of mercy, and instead we use the occasions to pass judgment. In order to know whether the love of God flourishes in a convent, one must ask how they treat the sick, the disabled, and the infirm who are there. September 10, 1937. I learned in the course of meditation that the purer the soul, the greater her communion with God on the spiritual level. She pays little heed to the senses and their protests. God is a spirit, and so I love him in spirit and in truth. When I heard how dangerous it was to be at the gate these days because of revolutionary disturbances and how many evil people have a hatred for convents, I went in and had a talk with the Lord and asked him to so arrange it that no evil person would dare come to the gate. When I heard these words, My daughter, the moment you went to the gate, I set a cherub over it to guard it. Be at peace. After returning from my conversation with the Lord, I saw a little white cloud, and in it a cherub with his hands joined. His gaze was like lightning, and I understood how the fire of God's love burns in that look. September 14, 1937, Exaltation of the Holy Cross 
Today, I saw what great opposition this priest, Father Sapochko, is experiencing in regard to this whole matter. Even devout souls who are zealous for God's glory are opposing him. That he is not discouraged by all this is due to a special grace of God. Jesus, my daughter, do you think you have written enough about my mercy? What you have written is but a drop compared to the ocean. I am love and mercy itself. There is no misery that could be a match for my mercy. Neither will misery exhaust it, because as it is being granted, it increases. The soul that trusts in my mercy is most fortunate, because I myself take care of it. I experience great torments of soul when I see God offended. Today I recognize that mortal sins were being committed not far from our door. It was evening. I prayed earnestly in the chapel, and then I went to scourge myself. When I knelt down to pray, however, the Lord allowed me to experience how a soul rejected by God suffers. It seems to me that my heart was torn to pieces, and at the same time I understood how much such a soul wounds the most merciful heart of Jesus. The poor creature does not want to accept God's mercy. The more God has pursued a soul with his mercy, the more just will he be towards it. Faustina writes here of feeling quite ill. Her assignment at the gate and her illness caused her to arrive late for dinner. Uh, a sister in the kitchen judged her quite harshly. And then she had to ask a different sister to take her place and another sister to bring her meal to her bed because she was so sick. And all three of these sisters uh, judged her and were very short with her. Faustina gave up asking for any food. We have to be careful of judging others, especially the sick. Uh, Faustina writes that we can practice deeds of mercy towards others rather than judging them. She then writes that the purer the soul, the greater its communion with God on a spiritual level. Let's ask the Blessed Mother to help us to grow in purity. Uh, Faustina heard of the danger of working at the gate because of what was going on outside. There were revolutionaries, there were disturbances. Uh, this was just before the outbreak of World War II. But Jesus protected her by placing a cherub, an angel, on duty at the gate. On the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross, Faustina saw spiritually how much opposition Father Sopochko had to endure in seeking to promulgate the message and the devotion of the Divine Mercy. Even devout souls who wanted to glorify God misguidedly opposed him but God gave him the grace to endure the crosses. And Jesus tells Faustina that all that she has written so far about his mercy is only a drop compared to the ocean. It reminds me of St. Thomas Aquinas who gave up all his writing toward the end of his life when he had some kind of a mystical experience. And then he said, everything I've written so far is like straw compared to the reality of God. Then St. Faustina offered reparation for some mortal sins that she realized were being committed very close to the convent. Uh, 
And she said that Jesus pursues a soul a great deal because he wants to save everyone. But if a soul continues to resist uh, the grace of God, then the justice of God toward that soul will seem harsher because God gave that soul so many chances to convert. So let's pray for the conversion of all souls. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an ebook. Available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.